nobody's checking for like five five sperm from like Alamayu. Okay. Like, <laughs> everyone's checking for like six feet tall big man. I I mean height really matters, I feel like, when you're donating sperm. Oh shit. Fucking brutal. <laughs> All right. All right. Welcome to Table Moments, the homies podcast. We talk about anything and everything, but no politics. I'm your host and captain, the man trying to make TikTok Live great again, your editor-in-chief, Ayman. We're joined by the kid brother who's ready to end the corporate life, the entrepreneur's entrepreneur, Bila. And this week, we have a very special guest. She has the most common Habesha name I've ever Googled. From bartender to nurse in training, who can troll as hard as I do, my number one stalker, Jalila. Welcome to the show. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Great intro. I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I try to make it special for everybody who comes on. Awesome. But before you came on, Bila and I were talking about like how it's crazy that people actually like the content that we've been putting out. And we're wondering like why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I find it very interesting. Maybe it's because, you know, I'm from a very similar place that you're from. And to hear somebody with like an opinion as strong as yours, uh, you know, and just I like the consistency. I like the content. I think it's smart and I, it's a good point of view. I'm not going to knock it. It's a good point of view. So okay. I, I definitely like it. And I, I'm, I'm assuming most of your followers do as well. You know, I assume they do, but <laughs> I, for me, it's still hard to imagine because I feel like I maybe I'm a little overly offensive, especially with like the Habesha community. You know how they like really like to save face and they don't say the, the quiet things out loud and how it's like, all right, they'll talk behind your back, but they're not going to say it to your face kind of thing. And I just decided, you know what? I've never been that way. And I've just decided, you know what? I'm just going to let it all out and see what happens and i think it's like a, a it's a small number of people out there who actually appreciate that kind of stuff which is part of the reason why i don't like narrow down to the whole habisha thing because i'm like yeah. i don't i don't think they'll get it i don't think they'll get it yeah i mean you might be surprised i sent some of your stuff to my cousin and he was like really interested but like i don't think that your content is geared towards like a specific community i definitely don't think that and i don't i don't think that Habesha people are ready for content like this, you know? So. Yeah, that's a good point. They're not ready. <laughs> they are not ready. Yeah. Wait, but, but you grew up you grew up in Ethiopia, right? Yeah, I grew up in Ethiopia most of my life, yeah. Really? Yeah, I, I came here when I was like 23, 22, okay. so pretty recently. Wow. Yeah, because you don't you, sound fathish. So yeah. I, I, I would never guess, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how, did, how did you pull that off? Uh, you know, I went to private school. My parents are, like, middle class, and they made sense that I went to really good schools. Yeah, there's a fair amount of us back home that just speak like this. Really? Hey, yeah, is, I mean... Is this, <laughs> is this only... Is, is this in Ethiopia or Eritrea? Even in Eritrea, so I have a couple cousins that are from Eritrea that also went to the Italian school. So maybe their English accent is not perfect. It comes off as like an Italian accent almost, but 
they speak perfect Italian. So I know I know a couple mm. of Eritreans that came over to Ethiopia as well that speak really good English. And it's not like I'm not an anomaly. It happens. Damn. <laughs> where, where are you saying that now? What? Well, uh, what country? I live in Oakland. And oh, Oakland. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it benefited me massively even in like getting the visa to come over here. It, be it benefited me when I was looking for jobs back home. Uh, people are very impressed with accents. So it's really easy to kind of impress somebody and just say like, oh, no, like I grew up here. So give me the mm -hmm. job, you know, I mm -hmm. could I could adapt. I could I could do this. So, I mean, it did make my life really easy. Highly recommend. <laughs> Highly recommend. OK. Yeah. Because like, yeah, you sound like you were born here. A lot of people have made fun of the way I, I sound, um, which I, I don't mind it at all. But it definitely helps with the whole job interview thing, which yeah. <laughs> is what like, do you oh, sound like a white guy. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah, it definitely helps. It's crazy. Like, it definitely opens up doors. And I'm like, this is a huge advantage. Yeah. Uh, especially, especially when you look different, but you sound like them. That's yeah. like the golden ticket. For some reason, doors just open. That's, yeah, true. Yeah. It's crazy. I find myself, like, um, code switching. Right? Like, whenever I'm in a workplace, I have to sound as proper as possible. And right. Then, um, I'd be, I'd be forgetting, like, sometimes when I'm in the workplace, like, can't be saying certain things, like, I can't be saying things, but I, it just dropped out every now and then, I'm just like, oh, damn, <laughs> you know, and, and then I revert back to the, the, the problem. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting that, like, even people back home can sound American. So, you know, have you guys seen this thing about passport bros on TikTok? Yeah, I have, actually. Yeah? I know I mean... exactly what that is. <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, it, it's very common in Ethiopia. Like, word? you know, word. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, wait. So is that how your dude got you? No, we met uh, here. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait. Hold up. Do they have yeah. cell phones? In, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. You're right. You know, in the little hut that we live, we managed to get, like, network going. Network? Really? Are you, you guys are, have internet? Are you joking? That's are crazy. No, no, no. That ass, I really don't know. <laughs> yes, I, we do. Every time I go back. So, like, well, Eritrea is very different than Ethiopia, yeah. especially the, yeah. I mean, also, I'm from the capital city. So, like, I'm from Addis. Uh, so, yeah. it's very different. If I went to a rural area, yeah, you're right. My network is going to, it's going to suck. But that's not where I was. So, yeah, we have internet. We got it. I feel like we got it when I was like 17, you know, Facebook. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, we just had internet. Okay, so this is recent. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's not recent. It's been like o over 10 years. So, yeah. I mean, that's still kind of recent, like, you know, since internet's been around. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Recent. Yeah. Compared um, to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like. I've always thought that, you know, like, man, if I go back home and, and I, you know, invent or no, um, just bring out cell, cell towers out there, I can make a ton of money, you know, and help the community, <laughs> you know. So I was like, this, this is a great opportunity. But I didn't know they even had it. So that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, also, I don't think uh, Eritrea actually lets foreigners invest. 
So well, I was thinking about Ethiopia. I, I already know like Eritrea. There's, there's no way of doing oh, business yeah. out there. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's room, but uh, it, it there is a monopoly on the market when it comes to network. Uh, I mm-hmm. think the the French company Ethiotele, um, you know, they bought it from the government, and now they have like almost complete monopoly over it. But I'm pretty sure that there's no other competitors. So if you're planning on being one of the competitors, it could work out. Developing countries are the best countries to invest. It's mm-hmm. easy money. Mm-hmm. Did you did you ever own a pet lion? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I did know somebody who did, though. Seriously? Are you fucking yeah. with me? Or... No, no, seriously. Uh, he goes by, like, Haile Selassie, I think. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right, so shout out our listeners. If you're a passport bro and you're looking for African girls who sound American, go to Ethiopia, maybe Addis Ababa, and and find snag yourself an Ethiopian chick who can speak English. You know, yes. it's funny because um, the homie he actually is talking to someone from Ethiopia, and I'm just like, what? That that threw me off. I was like, how is this even possible? Like. And he's like, yeah, she, there's English schools out there, you know, so she, she could speak really good English. I'm like, it confused me. I didn't know there was such a thing like this, so pretty dope. The women are guaranteed beautiful, so like, you know, you're not, you're not risking anything. I, I recommend. Okay. Also, you're in support of the whole Passport Bros thing. You know, I am in support of it, as long as you're bringing girls from Africa. Because, like, why not give somebody else an opportunity, you know? Uh, however the marriage works out, you know, it might not be in your favor at the end of it. But they get a whole new life. I mean, we can all say that life is better here than back home. And, you know, unless you have capital back home, you're kind of screwed. So, yeah, give give opportunities to new people. See what they come up with. Okay. No? And then, and then if she leaves your ass, then what was the point? <laughs> Well, you know, you gamble, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Are are the Ethiopian women back home? Are they, especially if they like went to a Western school or learned English and all that? Are they more like American women, or are they still? Um, so I don't like, think so. Okay, so they still like American women are a different breed. So, yeah. so like, I, what I've heard, like, um, born, um, like, or women from. Ethiopia or Eritrea, they love American guys. Or yeah. I'm sure that are American. Yeah, that's a lot of Yeah. Yeah. Wait, you're going to get action. Why? Yeah. Because there's always that potential that he'll bring you here, right? And also, you have currency that they can never get their hands on. Like, you, whenever you come to Ethiopia, you could be like a busboy here. You'll still have more money than any other guy there. So. You know, you're buying the drinks, you're buying the dinner. So, yeah, it's very appealing. That's wild. I don't know, but I, I'm imagining, like, if I was one of the Habesha guys back home and I see mm. these American guys coming through, pushing their money around, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like you're a target at that point because it's like, just, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's yeah. why you bring them over. You know, you bring them over to America. <laughs> <laughs> right away? <laughs> like, 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 the homie, like the homie's doing right now, he's talking through Instagram. And then he's like, I'm going to go visit, and then I'm going to bring her over if it works yeah. out. Okay. All right. So for the guys who actually want to have successful relationship instead of just being like a, a trick, yeah. Um, <laughs> how can they tell if she's just interested in the green card and the money? 
or just them? I feel like that's really hard because like only time tells you stuff like this, right? So these guys are coming to Ethiopia for a month and they're deciding that they want to spend the rest of their life with these women. And these women are like, I don't know you, you know? Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, if, if somebody really wants a successful relationship, you know, hopefully this person is in love with you and you could read that really well. They're willing like for you to meet their families usually women are going to introduce you to their families if they only plan on having a very long relationship with you um so just you know see how they act around their friends see who their friends are you know are their friends hitting on you as well like i feel like if you're if their friends are hitting on you then yeah she's absolutely playing with you you know but, you know, if people are approaching you with the respect, if their families are approaching you with the respect, I feel like you can tell a lot from that. So you just read the situation. But it's, that's really hard to gauge. I feel like, um, you know, anybody could fall into that trap. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been back home twice. One when I was too young to remember. And the other time I was, I think, eight, maybe. It was Eritrea. And, yeah. Uh, you know, just interacting with a lot of the kids in the streets and stuff. And I was always suspicious because I'm like, we clearly look different, at least among the kids, because the American diet versus the Habesha diet, it's like night and day. Like right. our bodies are different because right. of it. Right. Like what does it mean? Like is it good? Is good or bad different? Well, we were clearly much bigger than kids our age. Much bigger. Everyone there was like skinny. That's the thing. Like the nutrition here. I want to say the nutrition is slightly better, but at least we have more food or more access to like protein and stuff. The kind of things that a young child needs to develop into their full physical potential. And so like you could tell the difference. Like I go back home. I'm a 6'3", 250 pound guy, like with a lot of muscle. I would look like Thor around these people. Okay. Yeah. it's, It's wild. And then because of that, I stand out and then I become a mark. I, I think I would become a mark. And so I'm just like, just highly distrusting of everybody around me because I can't tell the difference between someone who's genuine or like someone who, I don't know. I guess I would have to learn to get in your harmonic or something just so I can hear what they're saying behind my back. You we know? should test it out. Let's just go. <laughs> you know, me, you, dad. You know? Yeah. Oh, I, please go. I think you would love it. And I, you know, judging from what you guys have said, I think you guys would be really pleasantly surprised. Really? Huh. Okay. Yeah. The okay. food is amazing. Yeah. You'd have you'd have a lot of money to throw around, and uh, you know there are always places to hang out that are just fa- amazing places that you wouldn't actually get to hang out at when you're here. You know, like you have a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like really nice restaurants, but with like really good service and people tending to your every need. Like you could go get a massage. You have a lot of free time. Everyone's kind of chill. You know how everyone's like really on work mode in the united states in yeah. ethiopia everyone's just kind of chill like nobody really cares what? Huh. that's why we're always late because we don't care <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is that's true. a good point i never <laughs> thought about it like that yeah, i don't know that might be a little too laid back for me i don't know i don't know why i'm different where i happen to be punctual and Bilal, I think you you got it too. You're you're pretty late with things a lot of the time. Yeah, maybe I'll check it out. But I feel like I'd have to learn a little bit of Amharic before I, I go there, just so yeah. I don't get hustled by anybody, or like so I can negotiate prices when I'm at the market because that's that's routine, right? Everybody, there's no there is no set price on anything. You just yeah. gotta haggle all the time. 
which I think Americans just aren't used to that kind of thing. It's just Definitely like, not. Like once they hear a price, they're gonna give it up. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is the sticker price. Okay, yeah, got it. Yeah. Or like, why aren't they haggling for their um their women too? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how much is there? Like, I don't know. How do you you just show up? Is it, that's how it goes with these passport bros? You show up and you're like, go to a bar or something. You run, you see a hot hab Habisha girl, and you're like, okay. Or they come to you, huh? Because like they see you as a mark. So you don't yeah. even have to like approach. Oh my yeah, God. You don't have to approach. Uh, you know, I've seen you a couple of times. You would stand out. So really? yeah, they'll approach you for sure. I don't mm. think you would have to approach. Yeah. Um, especially like at clubs and bars. Maybe, yeah, like, you know. That's true. Because uh, I was in Dallas. And there's like a lot of uh, bars over there. Yeah. yeah, true. And I'd go to the um, Habasha um, hookah lounge or whatever. And uh, man, they're, they're looking at me and they come try to talk to me. And I'm like, I don't even know what they're saying. <laughs> and then I picked up one way she said, Shikarina. I was like, oh, I know what that means. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, so I was like, this girl feeling me. So, and then it happened multiple times. So I was like, yeah, bro, these girls are different. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'd like it. Yeah, I think it's easy for like East African men to kind of clean up in the East Coast. Like, from the vibes I got, I went out clubbing a couple of times with my cousin who lives in the East Coast. And the ratio of men to women is just not, it's not really there. Like, there are a lot more women everywhere, like literally everywhere, restaurants, everywhere. And I was just like, okay. And yeah, I think it's much easier for East Africans, especially in the DMV, to just get better. I, I had this theory about like, I, I don't think Habisha guys are naturally attractive, you know? They're not. Like, yeah, see, that's what that's the thing. Oh my so God. like, and they're really short too. Like, <laughs> they all come in like the size five seven, skinny legs, skinny everything. So and bad hair all the time, just bad hair. So yeah. yeah, no. Yeah, we actually talked about this on the podcast one of these episodes where I was I was just like, look, the problem these Habisha guys have is they're not attractive to Habisha women. They're short. They're usually super skinny. None none of them work out. And they remind them of their cousins that they grew up with. If you want to be attractive to these women, you got to fix yourself. You got to, one, I guess fix the hair. I didn't even think about that part. But like, yeah, you got to hit the gym. If you're short, I don't know, figure something out that makes you stand out, ride a motorcycle, something, something dangerous, yeah. you know? And so I was like, man, maybe I got to be Habisha Samuels and just like I fix mean, these it. guys. They, <laughs> yeah. need, they, need, they need the help. Like, yeah. I mean personally like it was really hard for me to date back home and when i came here it was actually easier because i feel like habisha men here are taller than habisha men back home so it was better but still there's like i don't know they just don't take care of themselves like there's no skin regimen there's no like they don't care they don't try at all and they stick out and you don't you don't want to stick out you know you want to fit in so it's just i don't know i don't like it very much I don't know. I feel like these guys could get a lot better. Maybe I'll be the guy that helps them. Okay. Just like fix them all. But you're single, right? I am. I am single. But still, okay. I mean, like, what's the objective here, right? First, you got to get the girl and then you got to figure out how to keep her later. Right. And we'll handle that when that comes. But <laughs> first part's yeah. the attraction. Is, <laughs> like, isn't uh, Kevin Samuel single too? Was he single? Huh? <laughs> yeah, he, he was single. Oh, I think yeah, he was single. So you know what I'm saying? Uh, he, he could be the Kevin Sammy, you know, so it's not, 
not that crazy. Yeah. I just got to get a suit. Because I talked about this on live. I'm like, yo, right. maybe I'll do this. Get the, the thing like, is, you got you, you to gotta clean up a little bit. I mean, you got you to gotta, uh, like kind of trim your beard. I guess. Yeah. Fuck. Would you, would you be willing to do that? <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard, hard ask. But, you know, I'll, I'll do it for these guys out here if it's really that bad. Because, uh-huh. man, it's hard seeing these guys lose, you know? It's like... Yeah, you should be hitting the gym already, man. You gotta fix that Habesha look. You know, you know what's crazy, actually. Today I was uh, working out and uh, I saw these two Habesha men. Uh, and like uh, they put show Habesha, right? And then they started speaking. Beginning, I was like, oh, what the hell? So the the air trainer, and I'm like, uh, it's so so random to me because I've never seen any Habeshas ever in the gym, and they're five too. Like you could tell. I'm like, this this crazy to me. So yeah. Yeah, things might be starting to change a little bit. Like I feel like if if they just put on a little muscle, it changes their neck, it changes their face a little bit too, and it changes their shoulders and their body, and they're not skinny anymore. And then they got to do legs because those skinny calves don't do it. Those skinny calves don't do it, man. <laughs> I swear to God, like goddamn. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see I mean, if women I, are not like looking at your legs or like. I feel like women are easy, but like you know, Habesha men needs. Need they need to fix their approach as well. Like, hundred percent, hundred percent. They're that's so big, aggressive. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Wait, what yeah. do you mean aggressive? No, they're crazy aggressive. Yeah, they, they're they, crazy. They be, like they they be expecting you to give up the the pussy right away. You know what I'm saying? Like you go talk to them, uh, they go up to you and you're like, gotta <laughs> be like it's your day or something. Really? Yeah. yeah. And they're not I've seen very it multiple nice. Times. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm like, you know, this is crazy. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they need they need a lot of work. Like, <laughs> trust me, like they need a lot of work. Like, they need some really good advice. They, I think they look at it as like, you know, I'm a Habesha guy and you're a Habesha girl, so like we're supposed to be together. You know, <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. I don't think they think that they need to woo you or make you even slightly interested and they get really surprised when they get rejected and they don't understand why and you know some of us don't have the time but you might so <laughs> go yeah, for it i gotta they gotta fix their bodies and they gotta fix their game their game yeah. their their game needs work because i know on the inside you know they're probably great guys mm-hmm. but that's not what's coming out mm-hmm. okay Dang, yeah that's interesting yeah maybe i'll <laughs> Yeah, I always thought it'd be funny if I like, because I'm doing this whole software shit, right? And I'm like, all right, passport bros, I've been seeing this stuff on TikTok. I was like, maybe someone can organize all this, you know? Like these girls are looking for tickets to the West and these guys are looking for non-American women. And now everyone's got to do the work manually. And maybe there's some vetting that's necessary so people don't get scammed into giving away green cards. And maybe you want women who are actually genuine. Well, I guess, but... Maybe some guys just don't even care. They just want someone from Africa, wherever. So I'm yeah. like, I could build a marketplace for this shit. <laughs> just like <laughs> match these girls with guys who are looking to be with non-American women. And if they can just, maybe it's like, all right, you got to put your time in for like five years and then you can decide if you want to stick with him or something. <laughs> Whoa, five years. Jesus. Is that too much? It's I a lot. Like it... It's a lot. Five What's years? A... Women yeah, don't have women? five years, babe. Yeah. I don't know, like, how young are they? I guess, yeah. Wait, so they... Well, I, I don't know. Well, maybe... <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. All right. What about this? What about this? <laughs> okay, so what if it's two years? Two years, 
but they can just come back to the service and just get a new wife every two years. So at least the guys are still winning too. They get variety. How and the about girls, one year? Nah, that's way too short. Come on. Jesus, how, how long do you need to talk to a woman? I don't know. What do I you mean talk? All, yeah, I no, think I, all I need is like one year. No, yeah. no, no. I mean, like she comes over, you guys, they're in a relationship, whatever. Then two years later, if she decides, you know what, I actually want to go do my own thing. She has her green card. I don't even know. I got to look into this, how long it takes to get a green. Actually, how long did it take to get a visa or whatever? So I got my I, visa. Visa is easy. It's fast. But in order to get a green card, you have to come here. So if you come here through marriage, I think it's like one year. Uh, after one, one year of marriage, you can get your green card. After your green card, you no longer need your partner to get oh. the passport. So huh. Okay. And then there's a whole process for citizenship if you want it. Yes. Or, okay. Which so I think what is do way you longer. end up doing? Citizenship is five years. So one year for, for the green card and then five years for the citizenship. Hmm. Okay. So what did you end up doing? So I came here on a tourist visa uh, and then I filed for asylum. Uh, yeah. Why don't more people do that? It's really hard to get a tourist visa. Uh, really, really difficult. I mean, I was when I applied, I was already educated. Um, you know, my parents had a fair amount of money. They had they had come to the United States and visited a couple of times, and I had a job. I had a really good job back home. So, you know, when they when I approached uh, the people that were interviewing me for the visa, you know, they could see my profile. They asked me about my job, what I do there. Um, what I plan to do when I come to the United States, da 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 da, da and then they gave it to me. Oh, damn. Yeah, but I I got rejected when I first applied. Um, I was in I was in college when I first applied, and I got rejected. So I applied again, and I got it. Wait, how bad are things back home? <laughs> I mean, I would. They're they're not great. We're in a war. Oh, for real? Like, <laughs> shit. Okay. Yeah, not not so great. I mean, obviously there are specific ethnic tribes that are doing worse than others, yeah. but it's just not that great, especially for a a young adult. Um, mm. it's just not great. You can't make money and save it because like prices are too high and incomes are really really low. So, you know, unless you're importing cars or you're doing some big business, uh, it's just not going to work out. But if you have money, it's a great place. Like, I really want to go back home and throw money at something because I know it's going to do well. Um, but if you don't have money, th there's nowhere to go. It sucks. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, it's worse for Eritreans. It's really, really bad for Eritreans. But, you know, the passport bro stuff. So there's actually a couple companies in, like, the Ukraine, I believe, and Russia. Ukraine prior to the war. That actually, like, they're full-fledged websites in order to meet these girls. So there's, like, a list of... When you go into the website, you know, you sign up. And there's a list of girls that have been, like, quote-unquote tested. I'm not sure how much they're tested. But it says, like, you know, they're STD-free. And they have to list how many children they have on the website. So the website's pretty clear about the type of women you're going to meet and their age as well. And then you go on the website, you meet these girls, and then you go back. And then when you go back, it's actually like a big party. They, they close down a whole venue. And these boys, you know, the passport bros, they go in and they meet all these women from the website. 
and they talk to them. They they, they kind of have like this interview process with them. And then they go on like a date with the girls that they like. And then they go on second dates with girls that they like and third dates and so on. What? Yeah, it's a real thing. You, you have to look it up. And if you did it, I think it would be successful in Ethiopia as well. Like, I don't see why not. <laughs> Money, let's go. <laughs> Yo, be like, you want to start this shit with me? <laughs> yeah, bro. You, bro, you're already balling, bro. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, I got the tech skills you'll, you'll to build do something. really well. Uh, like, yeah. all, all these women will be fighting for you, bro. No, no, no. I mean, like to build a surface. If it already oh. exists for Ukraine, yeah. well, yeah. we can do it yeah. for Ethiopia and other African countries. I don't know. Maybe there is one for Africa, but if there isn't, that's a market right there. Yeah. The uh, one thing is, like, you know, East African culture in general, like Somali culture, Eritrean culture, Ethiopian culture is very secretive, like you said earlier. So how how willing are these women to actually put their faces on a website that literally almost anybody can visit, you know? So how are you going to protect these women? I think, um, like, if we put, like, a service, like, like make it a charge, um, then you get access to this, you know? But, uh, yeah, and then probably on the back end, we, we probably have to vet these people and accept them if they're actually interested or something like that. Wait, would the concern be that people back home will see that they have a, a profile or something? and then People back home, people here, your cousin, your uncle, you know what I mean? Like, th this is our culture, right? It's, like, full of gossip and, like, word of mouth. So, like, True. you really don't want anybody, like, kind of ruining your reputation because at the end of the day, like, most women want to get married and they don't feel like men who see them on these websites probably would not want to, you know? So, mm. you know, are you screwing up their chances? Like, are these women willing? I feel like is the big question. Like, are women willing to put themselves out there? Because I know yeah. the men are, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, this is already happening in bars, right? Like, if a Western guy comes to, goes to an Ethiopian bar, these women are already approaching him. Absolutely. But a bar is discreet. Discreet, yeah. So there would have to be a level of discreetness with this kind of service. Right. Huh. Like, if if somebody were to take a picture of your profile and then post it on Facebook, like, you know, you're, you end up kind of screwed. What happens if she ends up meeting a guy in a bar who's a Western dude, then he's like, yeah... Okay, let's make this a thing. Then she comes back. She comes to the U.S. Now everybody knows her situation, right? Yeah, but she she got what she wanted. She came here. Uh, okay. You know, she's putting herself out there in Ethiopia without getting what she wants. You know, uh, there's a there's a huge difference. There has to be a level of guarantee. Yeah, a level of guarantee would go a long way. Uh, okay, okay, interesting, interesting problem. I'm gonna look yeah. into this. I'm actually, yeah, you know, yeah. I might need if I actually build this. I think if this was gonna work, it would have to be. I think what you're saying, the discreetness. Maybe women can be vetted ahead of time, but no pictures. I, I feel like most Hamasha women are already attractive, so a guy's gonna be choosy. You know, like it's hard to be choosy when like most of the women are gonna be attractive, anyways. Maybe the looks. Maybe we can guarantee to the guys you can't see any pictures, but yeah. here are some of the women who successfully went through this program <laughs> yeah and so you can show those pictures and we can say all right the uh, the women that are available who are single still in ethiopia <laughs> are at least as hot as they are <laughs> yeah and then somehow figure this thing out i don't know what i would charge for this but 
Yeah. You know what what could work is like a mass campaign, like making it absolutely normal for every girl to actually be on this website. Mm. Like taking the stigma away from it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So if you if you could achieve that then yeah. that'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. And I wonder how like the country would feel that a lot of their women are leaving because then it leaves all the guys back. back you know, there. they should get better. The guys in Ethiopia should get better anyways. So. There's only so much Maybe. they can do, right? Because like the money, they're screwed on the money thing. And yeah. even if they improve themselves, it's like you still got you no know, money. I know the perspective you're looking at it from. Like, yeah, it's really hard to make something of yourself back home. But the men in Ethiopia are even more aggressive than the Habesha men here. So, uh, so I mean... They're, they're not great you know they're not like you don't need to protect them don't worry okay. about them <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they'll be fine oh shit fucking brutal yeah and maybe the men in Addis can go to ruler areas you know we could we could have a cycle of this where we improve women's life consistently you know <laughs> here's my problem with this whole thing it's like it's all trying to help women and not thinking about the men and so, well, here's the thing. I guess the Western men, their lives will improve if they have, maybe it's better than American women. So at least their lives will improve. Kind of oh, shit, 100%. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Unless, like... The focus is to help men, Jalila. The, uh, the focus is to help men. <laughs> I'm Habesha Samuels, remember? I'm trying I to know. help men. Affirmative action for Habesha men. Yes. <laughs> Yo, I don't know. You know, I'm gonna look into it, and then if I need, like, if I actually do figure this out, I'm gonna hit you up to find all the hot spots in uh, oh, Ethiopia. Dear, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you met your man here. I did. I met him here. And he's a white guy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? How did that happen? <laughs> Before I speak, I love Habesha men. You know. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, you don't have to say that. It's fine. This is a, uh, a safe, offensive place. You could say you just don't okay. like Habesha guys. It's all good. No, I love no. my father. You know, he's he's the best. <laughs> I do. I love him so much. He's the best father anybody could ever ask for. He's handsome. He's tall. My dad is it. You know, he's doing his thing. Okay. So, um, yeah, but I, I did meet a white guy here. And, mm. you know, we got married. We had kids. It was fun. It wasn't like you were chasing a greed card or anything, were you? No, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure there is like a perspective of that, you know, mm. that's out there. Like I know that there are certain people in his life that think that, mm. but you know, if I was like chasing something, I, I don't know. I feel like I would have done it better and faster, but I wasn't. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So oh, yeah. How did that came to be? We met at a karaoke bar. Um, I used to work at the bar and. You know, he saw me a couple of times. I was seeing somebody when we first met, but then, you know, that relationship kind of, you know, it fell apart and he was kind of there. And yeah, we got some drinks for a couple of nights. And I, I think like I got pregnant pretty quickly after we met. It wasn't like a planned thing. Um, we, ha we had the baby first and then we got married. Listeners out there, if you're looking for a Ethiopian girl, just know they're hella fertile. And... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was going through it when I met him, and I think we were both kind of distracted by like how we felt about each other when we first met. You know, like that excitement when you first meet somebody and you're getting along and everything's going well. 
we had that going for us and we weren't really thinking um we were being responsible adults yeah, i mean and, like it's, it seems like everything worked out so yeah, yeah and i'm not know. i'm not against abortion or anything but i was i was 25 when we met so mm -hmm. you know i just didn't want to do it i i felt like i was a little above the age range to have an abortion and there there is no age range to have an abortion but <laughs> I felt for me, I was. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yeah. Do you, do you feel like that's a different mindset from like a lot of other women or at least American women? Because I feel like most women in America like to push things off maybe later than biology will cooperate with. So then it kind of like puts them in a tough position, which sucks, but yeah, I mean, like it's choices that they make. So it's hard to. Yeah, it is true. It's your choice. It's obviously it's their body it's their choice but like the further you push things off you are putting both you and your baby at risk uh like health wise i don't recommend it um yeah. but if that's if that's what you want to do i've seen successful pregnancies at 40 and 41 mm. um but you know i just don't recommend it happens but it might not be you so i also recommend fertility checks very important you know if you're planning on waiting everybody should do it did you learn that in nursing school uh, no <laughs> <laughs> i learned that on an ad oh. <laughs> <laughs> but i looked into it and i was like this is legit like i wish you know i feel like everybody should do this because you never know when you want to have a baby and you're never crossing it off your like list so this is amazing that you can do it so easily and it's inexpensive Oh. Um, so yeah, I recommend. Okay. Yeah. For men and women or just women? I think men too. Um, you know, I feel like there are more sperm donors than there are egg donors. It's a much less expensive thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I think men should do it as well. But you know, there's always, I feel like even to save sperm, it's easier. Like if you got, if you're feeling like you're getting older and you want to save your sperm, you know, you don't know how your count is. You can save it very cheaply. Uh, women can't do that. To freeze eggs, it costs way more than to freeze sperm. Yeah. Yeah. Was it you who sent the the sperm donor thing? Yeah. Yeah, it was me. that was you. That was you. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yo, it's time to get the bag for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, black men need to donate. Yeah. Especially in the Bay Area. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, because I actually read that article. I'm like, damn, these women really live fighting for sperm out here. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. But here's the thing: maybe we can help the guys back home too, because like the guys back home, because um, they're like pure African, right? So <laughs> yeah, but like, can I just say, like, nobody's checking for like five five sperm from like Alamayo, okay? Like, <laughs> nobody's checking for that. Everyone's checking for like. You know, six feet tall, big man. Nobody, I don't think they're looking for like, I, I mean, height really matters, I feel like, when you're donating sperm. You know, don't bring that shit into the world. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because like, yeah, there's a, a yeah, in the article, they were mentioning all this like criteria that they're looking for. And some of these women had to like make the decision of cutting off some things or some of the, the, the qualities that they were looking for. And yeah, height, height was never one of them. Unless they really had to, they might go like an inch or two lower. But no, all of them wanted tall. And I'm just like, what if what if you get a girl though? Like nobody, it's tough for tall girls out here. 
It's yeah, not that bad. It's really tough. It's not. Wait, how tall are you again? I think you said uh, it's like. I'm like six feet tall. Wow. Yeah. So like, it's hard running into guys who are taller than you. It's different when I run into guys that are taller than me. I guess like you know, um, yeah, it's fine. I I don't particularly like guys that are taller than me because they act like you know I'm only checking for them. So mm. it's sometimes irritating because yeah, I am only checking for them technically, but <laughs> <laughs> I you know you don't want to put that out there. <laughs> so, There's nothing wrong with being honest about what you're looking for. Yeah, but. It's fine. I don't. I don't. I personally like. I always loved how tall I was. I think my parents definitely made sure I loved how tall I was. And back home, everyone's like, "Oh my God, you're so tall! You're so tall!" And I loved it. It was like getting attention that I didn't even ask for. So yeah, it was. I don't hate it. I think mm-hmm. women should be tall. Mm-hmm. Is is your husband taller than you? Not taller than me. He's exactly my height. Mm. But you know, with my hair, I look taller than him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But how was it like when you brought the guy home to your family? How did they feel? You know, I feel like I don't. I don't know if it's the same for you. Like my parents would have been really happy if I married an Eritrean guy. But I know that there are some family members that wouldn't have been happy if I married an Ethiopian guy, for example. Really? You know? Yeah, because boy, you know, you're Ethiopian, right? No, I'm not. Oh, you're what? Eritrean. Yeah, I'm Eritrean. What? No way. Why are you talking about all this Ethiopia stuff? Well, I grew up in Ethiopia all my uh, life. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a che, you know, like during the war, uh, my parents didn't get deported. So they just decided to lay low and just we survived. And then we stayed because we didn't want to. My, my father had a career in Ethiopia. My mother had a career my mother grew up in Ethiopia her whole life, you know, so she didn't want to go to Eritrea, a place she's only visited like five times. Mm-hmm. So like it was just they both didn't want to leave. And, you know, they ended up helping a lot of people get out. So it benefited like really a lot of people in our family that we did stay at the end of the day. But yeah, I grew up in Ethiopia. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah I but... completely missed that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's the thing, you know, like uh, some of my family members really wouldn't have appreciated if I married an Ethiopian guy. So that's the thing. Why would they why would that matter? Because it doesn't matter now. I feel like now a lot has changed. The the relationship between Ethiopia and Eritrea has changed. So I feel like now it's more acceptable. But before, I mean, no, before it was just not, you know. Mm-hmm. So I know that there's a fair amount of people in my family that wouldn't have been absolutely thrilled um, if I were to date or marry or have kids with an Ethiopian guy. So like my options were limited yeah. <laughs> to a place I've never been. So yeah. uh, I think when I brought Joe home, he's really lovable. I mean, he's just great. So everybody really loved him. It was really easy. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but then, you know, when you brought up, like, about Habesha guys, especially back home, super, being super aggressive, to American women, that's, like, way too much. And it's just like, I know. Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, American women don't get hit on that much. Because, like, when I came here, I was actually really surprised how people were on the street were not hollering at me. And I was like, oh, my God, do I not look good today? Like, what is going <laughs> on? <laughs> I just... 
and I, I hated it for a little bit because, you know, you, I grew up with like a lot of attention, you know, from people on the street, like people on the street in Ethiopia, they hit on you bluntly, you know, some people grab your hand, it, you know, they don't grab your body parts, but yeah, they'll definitely grab your hand. So it's aggressive back home. So no. here it's a very different experience. <laughs> the fuck? They just grab girls' hands. Just, oh my God. That is crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's next level aggressive, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just like make physical contact. It's like, all right, you're mine right now. Let's just grab her hand. And then what does she do? Does she like, if you're not feeling the guy, do you just entertain it? Or do you like, how do you handle it? <laughs> Well, you can handle it either way. If it's your neighborhood, like mm -hmm. personally, in my neighborhood, I'm always nice to the guys because I know they're going to be there tomorrow and the next day and the next day. So I'm always like, you know, not today, maybe maybe some other time. And I just walk away. Uh, if it's not in my neighborhood and I'm feeling like feisty, I might actually say something back. Um, you know, also these men, you know, they're not actually thinking that them hitting on you is going to work. So if you say, yeah, okay, I'm feeling you too, they'll actually be very taken aback. So what? I've I've done it all, you know, just scare them, um, say something mean, you know, I've done it all. You, and you can do whatever you want. There's no way to handle them. It's not like they'll go away for good. They'll yeah. be back tomorrow doing the same thing. So they're not expecting it to work. Day. But what's the point of doing it if they're not expecting it to work? It's just fun. It's just like, I think it is just fun, you know? Oh. And then you come here to the West and you're just like, what the hell's wrong with these men? They're not catcalling me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say, like, men here really walk with intention. Like, if they're talking to you, they're talking with intention. Whatever that intention might be, mm -hmm. there's always an intention where Ethiopian men, I feel like, are a little bit, like, loose, mm. you know? They don't really okay, care where it goes as long as it happened. Mm. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm gonna try that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try it here. No, here I go to the like, harassment. No, I, I'll go. I'm moving. I'm moving to Dallas, and apparently there's a lot of Habsha women there. I'll just look for the <laughs> fobby ones <laughs> but, and just start hey, grabbing their hands. Me, please, please wait what, for you? me. I want to see this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like well, that's a prank, bro. This is gonna be hilarious. Yeah. I don't know if they're if they're from back home, then they're used to it, and so it's like that could be like the the secret. That's the cheat code. Because like I look how I look. I'm a big guy. I'm tall, and so I feel like if I did it, maybe they'd be like, "Yeah, okay, take me wherever you want." <laughs> Just like <laughs> I don't I don't think they'll take you seriously, but yeah, do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, do it for the f fun of it, you know? Yeah, it'd be a funny video, too. <laughs> Just like, yo, yo I kind of want to I'm going to be, I'm going to record, okay? And then we're going to Perfect. I need a cameraman. Yeah. I need it. to yeah. see. This is going to be hilarious. I can't wait, bro. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Some juicy content for everyone. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure, for sure. You know, before this podcast, I, I like to do research on people, like I told you last week. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I Googled your name, and there's a lot of people who have your name. Yeah. I think there's What's up like with a that? famous model with my name. Are you guys all related or something? <laughs> what the hell? Wait, what's Incredibly your name? Common. 
Jack Johnson. <laughs> Jack Johnson is a very popular name. <laughs> no, I just fuck with you. It's not. <laughs> no, I know it's not. Oh, okay. I I knew it, but um, I know your brother's name is Bilan, so yeah, I can I, I can find. Wait, you. do you even know my name? Iman. Yeah, it's close. It's Iman. But Iman? it's a nickname, Iman. yeah. But, yeah. I like Iman. Yeah, how do you know mine? Well, when he said that his little brother was going to join the chat, I looked yeah. you up quickly on Instagram. Uh, yeah, I, forgot, uh, I, I forgot to warn you, Bilal. She is yeah. a bit of a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> your your account is private. Don't worry. I didn't see uh, you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy to me that you actually enjoy watching the lives. I do. I really do. I think the content is really great. I'm surprised. I, I'm surprised it's not blowing up. Yeah, like I'm surprised too. <laughs> no, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue yeah. to experiment with the thing and try to offend more people and figure out who the. Because I think it takes a certain type of person who actually likes this kind of stuff. I think most people find it offensive. But then it also blows my mind. Because like that one stream, uh, I think it was like a couple weeks ago with all those other women. I was just like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> I thought I was an offensive guy. I was like, oh, okay. This is... I, don't, I don't think you're offensive. Oh, okay. I think it's also your tone. You, like the way you present the information is probably not that offensive. Like if you notice like Andrew Tate, for example, I feel like a lot of stuff he says is not that bad. But his tone, I feel people are turned off by it maybe i really don't understand why he gets so much hate because i feel like he's just not saying that but everything he's saying is just not that bad like it's pretty common stuff yeah you know you're really selling the whole passport bros thing right now guys are gonna listen to this and they're gonna be like what the fuck <laughs> like because most most women most american women are like like, I can't fuck with a guy who likes Andrew Tate. Like, <laughs> I've heard this. You see it on TikTok all the time, too. I don't know, it's different. Women internationally are just different. And so, it's another case for the passport, mostly.